Welcome to We Pot a Zoo, the podcast about the 2011 film We Bought a Zoo. I'm Zach, and today I am joined by a special guest. He's a writer, comedian, actor. You might know him from the one time he played Dustin Hoffman's son in the 2015 film The Program, or from his Twitter, it's Alex Dobrenko. Hello. Hey, I'm, I'm excited to be here, Zach. Thank you. Of course. I'm excited to have you. It's cool because like, We've been friends on Twitter for a minute, but this is the first time we're actually like talking face to face, which is pretty cool. I know. I was like, damn, I, I don't know how. He, I know kind of how you look, <laughs> but I had no idea what your voice was. Uh, yeah. So you you watched the movie the other night, which I mean, before we get into like the the details of it, um, how was that? How was how was watching a movie with with uh, your wife and your dog? Well, no, they did. They ended up not watching. Oh shit! They, th- my wife, yeah, they my my dog did watch, but my wife did not. She was working. Uh-huh. Um, but so the there's a little history to this too, which is that I have seen the movie before. Oh, um, I I saw it like. Is that okay or is that yeah? Like no, that? no, that's no, that's good. I didn't okay, know okay. that. You never told me that. So yeah, what's your his? Yeah, tell yeah. Me. So my history with it is actually a really interesting one, which is that Lauren. My wife is like obsessed with animals mm-hmm. and really, really, really wanted to see it. And I was just like not into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she like she's diehard, like just like an animal lover. It When we moved to L.A. like six years ago, she started a company called Wild Animals where she makes these like prosthetic heads. I'll send you a link, uh, like these prosthetic heads of endangered animals Whoa. Um, to, to sell. And so we like, we did a Kickstarter, we sold a bunch. She's, she's hardcore. They're really cool. We have a bunch in our house and, and like a bunch of people have them that bought them from us. Um, Damn. Like, like all sorts of weird animals, like pang, like tiny ones and frogs. And like, we have a panda and a, she made one that was like a rhino. That was like a real size rhino head, basically. Holy shit. Yeah, I'll send you some photos. It's really cool. So we were we were visiting my parents in Rhode Island, and I think we just she really wanted to go to the theater and watch it, and we did. And I remember like hating it, <laughs> <laughs> like like truly hating it, and making fun of it and her, kind of throughout and and afterwards. Like she and I were just talking before I got on with you and she was like remember how you used to make fun of me about that movie and and honestly it feels like a different person like I I was it, it it's interesting because I was just like I think I was in a very different mind space like just a darker like place. how, how old were you at I the, watched at the, the time oh wait, oh it came out in 2011 I, so almost yeah. 10 years ago I mean if it was in theaters 
than than it would have been in 2011, which means I would have been like, I'm 33, so I would have been 23. Oh yeah, you would, would have been like a shithead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every 23 yeah. year old is a is a shithead. I think I think that was part of it, and I think it was like, uh, you know, I studied screenwriting, mm-hmm. and I was like really kind of all like. You know, it's not like a good movie. I mean, you it's, know? it's, it's like not, a, but <laughs> it's not. But watching it last night, I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm on board. Like, this is fun. <laughs> you know, like this is a good ride. You know, I feel like I've I've gotten a lot more chill about that kind of thing, like not mm. being a douchebag, you know, when it comes to like movies. I mean, I'm still somewhat of a douche with movies and Lauren. We've gotten into some other fights about that, but mostly I'm not a douche. What's the, what's like the, the not, we bought a zoo, but like the most heated kind of like difference of opinion. Suicide Squad. She fucking loved. No. She loves that movie. Oh no. I could not get through that (laughs) movie. I've never even seen it and I hate it. Oh, okay. Well, hang on. And that's also not cool. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's really fun to like rag on a movie without having seen it. But But you have to watch it. Yeah, if you're going to have a fight with your wife who you love about it, then you need to watch the movie. Yeah, okay. I know. No, this is like... I know I'm painting myself as like, this is not good. This is not a good look for me. You know, like <laughs> this, this is like, I, and I acknowledge that, you know? Um, and she, to the background is, you know, she, she works in makeup and special effects, like on movies and TV shows. So like, like, Bosch. you know, Suicide Squad. Well, Suicide yes, Squad is, yeah, is exactly. an Oscar award winning film for, for makeup, right? Totally, totally, totally. But she liked it in general. Mm. Um, the, the, the other one, the, a more recent one that we got into a, a pretty serious fight about <laughs> was um, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, I. OK, what did you because I have also gotten into a very heated discussion about it on this podcast. What what did you. Oh, wow. what side of it are you on? So I loved it. Oh, fuck off. I no, lo- eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get you should okay I, I forget which episode it is it's like four or five but the one with with Joni Phillips she fucking hated that movie and and her and I just ragged on it for like 40 minutes out of the podcast we didn't even talk about we bought a zoo F- fuck that movie I hate that movie that movie sucks shit I didn't hate it I liked it no and 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 I'll be and and I really wanted to love it you know mm. and, and this is this that mindset is also the same mindset I think that hated we we bought a zoo the first time. You know, it's like this sort of wanting to do the thing that you're supposed to do. Yeah. When it comes to like certain movies. But afterwards, she was this is really I feel very ashamed. But th- afterwards she was like, you know, like I didn't like it and I really in my head was like and this is like a woman that I'm married to, we're we're about to have a child together. And I was like, I don't know if I can be with this person. Oh no! That's what I. That's what I. That's what I thought in my head. I fully. I mean, at this point, I will raise your child if if you can't, because I fully agree with her. That movie's. I. It's a. Ba- I will never rewatch it. It's a bad movie in in my eyes. It's. It is. It is pretentious and unforgivable. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it a lot. I liked what it was trying to be. You know, right? But what it was trying to be is a better Charlie Kaufman movie. <laughs> yeah. It's try, it's yeah. trying to be Synecdoche, New York. It's trying to be yeah. adaptation. You know, it's like, but it's 
we did afterwards watch adaptation. Right, because that's the best thing that he's was, ever written. It's so good. Yeah. It's so fucking good. That, being John Malkovich, so adaptation are such a good double feature. We watched that first. It was, well, first it was, I think you should, um, uh, I'm thinking of <laughs> I think Imagine if Charlie then... Goffman did, I think you should leave. <laughs> <laughs> it was that. And then I was like, let, let me show you like the OG ones. And it was. Um, oh, she hadn't seen it. No, she hadn't seen either. Being oh, wow. John Malkovich or adaptation. So that was really fun. So if she didn't, if she didn't like, I'm thinking of ending things. Did she like the other two? Yeah, yeah, she loved them. Maybe that's because yeah. they're better movies. I think so. Th- this is like, I don't know. This might be a big tangent, and and that's you can what, tell listen, me if it no, is. Listen, no, no, people are not okay. here to. Okay, okay. People are here. People who listen to this many episodes of the podcast have heard over like 14 hours of people talk about we bought a zoo. So we can talk about other. Okay, shit. okay, okay. So, and I, I know we both, you and I both went to Brown. Yes. And I know that, and I don't know if that's a reveal, a podcast reveal, but. Um, that I went to Brown? I mean, it's it's pretty yeah. public knowledge. Um, there have been okay. other Brown alumni on this podcast, but, oh, okay, but none okay. of us have ever talked about it. <laughs> well, the reason why I bring it up is I think this trait that I have somewhat comes from that experience of going there mm-hmm. and like. And that trait is one that I really um, dislike about myself. And it's this like, it's this like really, I don't know if pretentious is the right word, but this like concern of like whether the people around me are smart and like always sort of being like afraid that they're not and judging that and like, you know, like, does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's like not it's almost like looking down on people is what you're saying yeah 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 I, yeah which is really like shameful that's very shitty that's very shitty <laughs> well i know i know <laughs> i'm 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 being vulnerable like i'm i'm trying to t- like i don't like this about myself you know what i mean but it's like it's this thing of like wanting to make sure that the people around me are like meet a certain threshold of like liking the right things Mm. and if they don't then it like reflects poorly on me and it's just such a shitty way to live because it's like yeah it's not true and 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 the things that lauren likes are as you said like she likes things that are actually maybe good (laughs) and not like what people are supposed to like and i'm much more stuck in liking things that you're supposed to like and i and i and it's and it's not it's not sweet well is it a thing of like people around you meeting a certain intelligence threshold or people around you yeah exactly meeting uh a, an, an opinions threshold or both both but intelligence is definitely part of it and i've i've told this to lauren you know so this isn't like these aren't like secrets from her but i've you know i've like because we have a very very honest relationship mm-hmm. where like we just tell each other like mostly me telling her like really just like the dark thoughts i have and and i've told her before like you know i'm i'm like worried that you're not as smart as me and she's like that's com- that's bullshit like i'm way smarter than you <laughs> first off wow. and two the reason i say that is because i don't it's like i don't want that fear to live in my head you know what i mean like these are like bad thoughts that i need to like release mm-hmm. i know that they're terrible you know what i mean like i don't i don't know it's like I don't know. Are you judging me now? I feel like is that I, bad? is that really bad? I it's I mean, 
it is not great, I will say. <laughs> it's it's good that you have admitted this about yourself. I need to, I, I'm right now I'm thinking about how the name of this episode is going to be Alex DeBranco's therapy session. And I'm just, you know, at this point, I'm just here to listen. <laughs> What like just I mean, I have I have processed a lot of this stuff in therapy. I just think it's like a pretty like this is not uh something I like a lot of my friends guys have told me that they also have had versions of this. Mm. You know, this like sort of judging whether other people sort of meet your very narrow definition of intelligence. See, I and I think it's really fucked up. I, I agree with that. I, I think that to I mean, everybody has standards to which they like want to hold the people they associate with. And I think that, you know, is not inherently a bad thing because you want to be able to like, you know, agree with somebody politically or uh, agree with, you know, their taste in something or, you know, agree about social issues. And so people have to like meet a certain standard of like emotional intelligence in order to like understand those things and i think emotional intelligence and like numerical intelligence like how you like how iq is measured which iq is like a, a bullshit anyway totally but it, it's that it's that difference of like you know i don't care if somebody's read theory you know i want somebody to be able to i want to associate with people who ag agree about like basic human rights and stuff and i think that i think measuring intelligence by how you know empathetic somebody is 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 different than measuring intelligence by like you know how did you unpack derrida you know totally totally and i think and i think sometimes without really thinking about it i end up living in that first way uh of of you know just like judging whether people are like have merit or are mm. like worthy. And I think that sucks because yeah. I think that also ultimately is how I judge myself, you know, and and that is not right. a healthy thing. And I think that that comes from, I think Brown, it comes from like being a little high achieving immigrant. Mm. You know, like I remember when I was a kid, cause I moved here from Russia when I was seven years old and I and I like, I remember always wanting to know what the best of everything was. Mm. Like I would Google like what is the best song <laughs> and like want to like like that song the most. And it was always Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, you know? Yeah. And like that's just like the which is like these are like absurd concepts. There's no such thing as a best song. But like my little immigrant mind was like, no, I need to know what the best song is so that I can like have that be connected to me right so you can you can um, and, and i fit in and be kind of like the the embodiment of like the best kid correct 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 i don't want to interrupt but like i felt that way a lot being at brown i think this is probably true at like any ivy league and especially like any college environment like any any even any friend group and to this i would like what you were saying about like judging yourself by these standards, I think I relate to that really strongly. I don't necessarily mm. judge like other people by like the media they consume and shit like that, unless it's like, you know, extremely heinous or whatever. But like I, I'm always, mm -hmm. you know, there there are the kids who would be reading like you know three books a, a week, doing you know acing all their tests and doing all the shit, and there's like so much imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think like that is something. So like you know. It, you know, even admitting like 
the bands you listened to in high school was this like weird metric that people would judge you by, you know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people, people wondering like what your favorite Lacan book was. And it's like, well, I, yeah, I haven't read Lacan. I don't know. And so it's like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been, I would judge myself more harshly by those metrics than I would, you know, judge other people. You know, if we had been, you know, in the same year, I feel like, it would have been that thing of like, oh shit, am I as good as Alex? Like, like mm-hmm. that that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember so clearly like the discussions around Wes Anderson movies of all things, and being like, <laughs> is it cool to like Wes Anderson? Is it like too kitschy, too like hipster bullshit? Is it like too normy? Does it circle back around because everybody's into it? Because everybody at Brown is a hipster. Like, it's... it's. Well, this is what I mean. There's, like, such a conversation, uh, like, around what it means to like something. Yeah. That goes way outside and beyond the thing itself. And I I don't love that, you know? And, and I think Lauren is, like, free of that. Mm. Like, she just, like, watches what she wants to watch and, like doesn't really know about like the discourse around it. That's healthier, I think. That's I... what I'm saying. Like that <laughs> is actually way more in my mind intelligent. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I guess this goes back to like this concept to me and I think it's somewhat a class thing too of like this like narrow concept of what it means to be intelligent where it people don't you know there's a sort of like oh you you're not as blank as me and my metric for determining intelligence is the right one. And I think that is like complete bullshit, you know? Right, like that's that's the thing that, that's like why, um, you know, standardized testing is bullshit. That's why like IQ tests are bullshit because all that does is tell you that you can test well. And that's not the same thing as being intelligent or or having like emotional intelligence. And Uh, and this, and that, I mean, it's funny you bring that up. Like that has a lot to do with my growing up like my parents sent me to a russian math school when i was in fifth grade oh, with wow. this guy named his first name was einstein but <laughs> it's kind of on the nose yeah like dude jesus christ <laughs> and they they prepped me for the sat i was taking it by the eighth grade like mm. you know and like i ended up getting a perfect score on it you know and wow like, yeah because i was prepping for it all the time like it, all the time so like that shit that actually I, it's funny i didn't think of that before like that is deeply ingrained in me that makes like, a lot of sense yeah, yeah like that of of course you you have you have this like very itemized way of looking at intelligence when Correct. like that was drilled into you from the fifth grade you said yeah, yeah. jesus yeah yeah dude it's funny i like i'm realizing now as an adult all of the ways in which um, becoming like robotically amazing at the SAT is like has made me a pretty not good human being in like <laughs> all of these other ways, yeah. you know, because it like creates it creates a feeling of always being in a rush. Like I'm always like, yeah. oh, we got to go, go, go. Like the section is about to end. I need there's no time. Time yeah. is always running out. And also like this idea of there's one right answer to every problem which is also yeah. not life, you know, like that's not how life works. Um, yeah. I don't know. Fuck. 
You've gotten to know a lot about me already here. Yeah. Here on our podcast about the 2011 film we bought a zoo. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I am going to steer us back towards the 2011 film we bought a zoo. If that's okay. I'd like to do that. I think that will take us into some other into the other sort of big therapeutic arena of like what of, of how it feels to be a dad about to be a dad which is like my right. other big thing. So let's do it. Yeah, because you, you guys are uh, expecting. So I that's kind of that's going to be kind of what we're going to talk about here. But before we do that, um, you know, this is a, a movie about a zoo. This is a podcast about a movie about a zoo. So I'm wondering, this usually is like the first thing that I'll ask someone, but we just had a, you know, 25 minute conversation <laughs> about other stuff. So to anyone who is expecting this to come sooner, Sorry. Um, what can you tell me about um, any specific like zoo memories that you have? Any like hmm. trips to a zoo or an aquarium or or a favorite animal encounter? Anything that kind of jumps out from childhood, adulthood? Not really. I mean, we we went to some zoos and and aquariums in Boston growing up, but I don't really remember much mm-hmm. of that. I've always been really connected to koalas for some reason. I just think koalas oh, nice. are are really cute and kind of dope. Um, <laughs> I mean, Did I, we make didn't a, have any a koala bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't have any pets growing up. I I once I we tried to get a bird um, na- that I named Tweety, but after like mm-hmm. a week, I didn't want to take care of him anymore, so we gave him away. And my parents still bring that up all the time. So Robert is really, Robert's the dog we have now. And he's really the first pet I've had. And I love wow. that guy. You know, he's like the best. Um, How old is Robert? He's like six now. Yeah. He's just a little guy. He's just a freaking he, little guy. He's the cutest little guy. I sent you the video of of me yeah. starting to watch the 2011 film, We Bought a Zoo. And the... um the little like 20th century fox thing goes on the the logo and that like thing and he starts howling like crazy it's it's the cutest shit i didn't ask i didn't like set that up like he just did that i mean how Um, i mean like how could you prompt how could you prompt him to do that he does howl like that's not like i've seen we he does that with i can i can get him to start howling if I howl, which you've seen yeah. in that other video, yeah, I'd never seen it to the 20th Century Fox logo. That was that was Hang something. On. New. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the video just like okay. here, because it's the cutest shit. It's the cutest God. shit. He's, oh my God. He's really the best guy. Like truly the cutest guy. What did he I think was, of the movie? He dug it, I think. I, he, he, I, I got pretty emotional throughout. I was crying a lot, especially toward the end. And he, yeah. whenever I cry or any, me or Lauren cries, he like really kind of starts to like get into like support mode. So he was Aww. just like up and licking my tears and stuff and 
He's like a little therapy dog. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Oh, all right. I mean, like, that's a good segue. Like, let's talk about kind of like your emotional response to this movie, because that's that's one of the the really exciting things about having you on is because you have this perspective that no one else so far has had of, you know, coming at this as somebody who's about to be a dad. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, I I I I think I was really like shook by kind of how good of a dad he was you know really yeah why you don't think so no i think he's kind of a i mean by the end he becomes a better dad but i think he's let's no finish your thought and then we can talk about kind of how we how we think about him as a dad yeah i want to hear your perspective i so i'll tell you how specifically uh, um yeah which is that you know, at, at the, and maybe this is more selfish than it seemed, but there was this vibe from him of like, you know, he wanted to buy the zoo because it made his little daughter happy. You know, right. that that was like his, he said, he kept saying that. And I, I felt that, I felt that to be pretty true. And like, he wanted, he wanted to get his family out. Um, all of that felt very selfless. And... I am afraid more than anything, I think, when it comes to having a kid, that I won't be able to be that selfless. That, like, I'm going to want to still put my stuff first, or at least, like, and my by my stuff, I mean, like, my acting, my writing, my, like, the art that I'm trying to make and the career I'm trying to start. I'm afraid of that getting of of like me not wanting to put the kid first you know i mean i will say as far as you know content goes you're a content creator people online they love videos of babies they do you're gonna i mean have you have the wheels been turning like fuck when i have that kid i'm gonna make so many videos with that fucking baby i not specifically but i'm sure it'll happen i have like this general concept of just like talking to the kid like an adult you know Mm -hmm. and like i think that'll just be a good like you know i can make like 50 videos of that like i think all of that will be great you know but like what if what if you know like the right thing to do is like move somewhere else or move to be closer right. to my parents or, you know, like just decisions that like take me away from this. Um, that get you out of kind of LA and like the industry and-, and Yeah, and yeah, harder. that just like, I don't know. I, I, I think I think in general, so to back up a little bit, like I've, I've really been afraid of like having a kid is gonna mean I'm not gonna be able to do my stuff anymore, you know, mm. and and- I think this just sort of hit on a lot of that. Like, am I going to be able to, you know, buy a zoo? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, would I ever do that? You know, like, if the if the situation. Yeah. No, I think you've backed into something here, which is that. Yeah, go ahead. Like the buying the zoo, and I I think you know I'm interested in this discussion because we're coming at it from such different places in life, but as somebody who you know is not approaching that place in his life the buying of the zoo metaphorically speaking is to me a selfish act 
not a selfless mm. one. Mm. Um, it, it it comes from a place of trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's what you're latching onto, which I think is is right, you know, because he he's you know, but it's tunnel vision and the outlying motives for buying the zoo are selfish of you know not confronting the kind of emotional turmoil of his family kind of smoothing over the cracks looking for something to fix looking for something to distract himself mm-hmm. um looking to short term make his daughter happy not focusing on the trauma of the son um and that comes back you know later and so i think there's this you know pinpoint of yes he's there's a there is a good reason to do it but i think the overarching things are you know not the right thing to do for for all three of them so i think it's it's interesting the way you look at it as it as it being a selfless thing but i think that like as long as you are already questioning your reasons for doing something i think you're already at a better spot than him Hmm. So I don't think he re- he doesn't reflect on it. I think already because you are questioning whether or not you can do these things, you're already thinking more critically. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's nice to hear. It's interesting you say it's selfish because I I do see that somewhat. So what do you think he should have done? Not bought the zoo? I don't think he should have bought the zoo. <laughs> I don't think he should. I think he should have. Well, first of all, I think he should have taken his son on the, uh, you know, um, real estate scouting trip, True. The house hunting trip. I think he should have consulted his family. I think he should have listened to his brother. I think he should have been. I don't think he should have quit his job so abruptly. Like, there's a lot of things that I, I think he did because he wasn't thinking of the consequences. Mm-hmm. And I think that. I think I think you know that's very much kind of the mantra of the movie of this like why why not you know twenty seconds of courage right of just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and yeah. I think that that you know because it's a it's a heartfelt you know heartwarming movie it all it all comes around and works out in the end but I think that like you know he caused a lot of friction with his son he you know caused a lot of grief unnecessarily that that didn't need to be there he. Just go to therapy, man. I mean, you're already doing better than him because you're you said you're in therapy, so you know. Oh yeah, I've been in a lot of therapy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's that's my but but again, you know, you're coming at it from your you're what seven years older than me. Yeah, I'm 33. Yeah, you're coming at it from such a different place in life. So all right, you're this dad. How do you deal with? You, you 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 see the daughter as like doing the right thing for the daughter how do you reconcile both of these kids mm. maybe that's an unfair question because you're as far as i know you're not expecting twins no but we are expecting a boy did i tell you that i think so yeah yeah so i definitely connected a lot to that like you know there was that one line uh where he says it or she, um scarlet Johansson says, like, you're harder on him because you guys are the same, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I'm definitely worried about that, about being hard on this kid. You know, I'm worried about really putting a lot of my shit on this kid, on this dude. I'm right. 
like I told, like I've said, and you know, I'm really, really hard on myself, and I'm super worried about that because, you know, in the in the little that I've read and heard and and learned from friends, like they learn what you do, not yeah. what you say. And I don't want to model that. I don't want to model being this like work is everything. You're never good enough kind of dad. But honestly, that's kind of how who I am. <laughs> and um, right. I mean, yeah. How are you going to not care what this kid gets on the SAT? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't fucking know. You know, I'm and I'm I'm scared of that. I'm scared of like feeling him feeling like he's that I'm disappointed in him mm. or that like I that love is in any way connected to achievement but like yeah. how do you not do that I don't know how to not connect love to achievement you know like right. how, you that's know hard I mean? yeah it's really yeah, hard because that's that's where you're coming from of like well you know it's what you said before like it has to be the best you have to be the best at xyz and that's kind of where where self-worth comes from or where not not even self-worth but like the perceived worth of others comes from so if you don't have that achievement even if even if other people don't care it's like well if i don't have you know if i didn't do well on x other people are going to know that yeah yeah and so i i don't i don't i don't know i don't know what i'm going to do i i mean <laughs> i think the thing that i that i like the one sort of tactic that i sort of i feel like i'm planning mm -hmm. is just being really really honest with the yeah. kid you know sort of like explaining that i'm not that that i i do i don't always do things the right way like mm -hmm. basically just saying like i'm i'm a broken man <laughs> <laughs> you know um i mean i'll say i mean i'll say as much like it was kind of shocking to learn the faults of of my parents you know mm -hmm. like that that kind of like what like middle school kind of age where you start to become your a person who understands adulthood a little bit and you can kind of see what other what adults are going through and to kind of understand like oh oh this is what it means that my dad is in therapy like to not have had mm -hmm. those conversations but just kind of understand like Oh, okay. This is contextually what this means. Like to to avoid that, I think is a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. To be open about that. But again, like I don't know who the fuck who the fuck knows how that will like that has its own yeah. fucked up thing. You can't you can't not fuck up your kids, I think. You yeah, there's know, no I, right way. Yeah. Cuz if you try to not fuck them up by being super honest, that will fuck them up. They'll be like you're being so weird. You know, like you're yeah. being so you're sharing way too much. I do not want that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, to to look at something directly at in We Bought a Zoo that I've been critical of before. I mean, like he talks so openly about the financial situation that like Rosie, the, the girl becomes like very aware of it and is like, mm. oh, let me, you know, let me go get my piggy bank. Uh, mm. When he's like in the Home Depot, she's like, the card might not work. Like it, she she now has this kind of like anxiety about financially supporting her father. And mm -hmm. she's se seven years old, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, 
it's an impossible task this yeah. thing this concept of parenting but that's okay you know i i think i don't know i don't know i i, I think i'm i feel really good that i'm doing it with lauren you know yeah i was gonna say you have the you have a partner to yeah it doesn't all have and, to be on you no and i think we're such a good team and and she really is not this way this this sort as we've talked about she is not this like you know you have to be the best mindset mm -hmm. so i think we'll be we'll we'll balance we'll help balance each other in that way yeah. i think one the, uh, one of the things i'm most worried about is really like you know that that uh, when when he gets a little older and like we start to have fights you know like mm -hmm. the fight in that in we bought a zoom yeah was intense you know I, and, i've said it before i think that's the best scene of the movie because it's yeah it's, it's real it feels real it's real and i was thinking during it like what do you do in that situation you know like because i'm afraid to be as confrontational mm -hmm. as as matt damon was because he i he, think he kind of yeah. pushes back really hardcore my default is, I, yeah. is the other way you know, to be like, you're right, dude. I'm a fuck up. I'm sorry. You know, but I don't. Well, that, I think that's well. I think that is better than what he does in the movie because he never apologizes mm -hmm. for for what he did and you know or didn't do in this case, which was like actually check in with Dylan, talk to Dylan, figure out what Dylan wanted, what was best for his son, like that that sort of thing. Because he was so focused on Rosie and. I, you know, they have that big blowout and he, they do have like a little reconciliation, but even by the end of the movie, he does not apologize to, to Dylan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's one of the major flaws of the movie. And I think one of the major flaws in like the idea that he's not a selfish person because mm -hmm. he, 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 even though he can admit that like there are things he can do better, he doesn't reflect on what he's done wrong as a mm -hmm. father. Mm-hmm. So I think you're all, again, you're already, because you're, you know, maybe maybe being so deferential isn't the right move, but it's a better move than not admitting you were wrong in the first place. Mm -hmm. There's definitely, there's got to be a middle ground. It makes me think a lot about the fights I had with my dad. Uh, yeah. Did you fight with your dad? Like, did you get into fights? Not really. I, I was more, I was more like bumping up against my mom. I think mm. we we're in a really good place now. Like again, you know, therapy. But mm -hmm. you know, w when I was thirteen, fourteen, like I, me and my mom got into like a lot of fights. I don't know. We we were very, always very tense around each other. Mm. I, I mm. like and and that sometimes would blow up, but a lot of the times it was just like we were always like looking at how to criticize mm. Mm. and i didn't have that with my dad hmm. Hmm. yeah but but what about you 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 brought yeah i there's one fight in particular that was kind of a repeating fight which was my dad would do a lot of yard work in the in the uh, in the house and wanted me to help but refused to ask me for help and i refused mm to give the help unless he asked. And so right. it was this like cold war, you know, this like, <laughs> this like, 
this like both of us unwilling to to sort of mm-hmm. you know to he 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 thought that I should know that I that he needed help and right I was like that, that's bullshit like if you need help why don't you just ask and yeah. I think there was a lot of like cultural stuff there about like you know like this sort of deference to your elders that is very kind of soviet and just old school that i was like no i'm like an american teen like fuck you like (laughs) if you need my help i will do it i will happily help not happily but i'll like do it yeah but you need to communicate yeah tell me what you need Mm -hmm. and and his thing was like i don't need to tell you you should know right and and that caused a lot of strife you know a lot of conflict and it's and it's still really not anything that that we've fully resolved. It's funny, like the one of the things that they always said growing up when we would fight, we fought a lot. <laughs> it was like you'll only understand once you have kids, and mm. and you know those checks are about to clear. You know that like we're we're yeah. And I mean, you, but I don't even know if you will because it I don't sounds I like will. you. Yeah, you want to be more communicative. You want to, you know, not have that standoffish relationship. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's that line in the 2011 film, We Love You, where, <laughs> and this is in the like reconciliation scene that, you know, still is shitty because Matt Damon doesn't apologize, but where they're like, the okay. Tiger. Yeah, where they're sitting in front of the tiger and he's like, okay. Let's talk to like what do you what do you want oh. the other person to say? Yeah, I love that. And I think that even even though he because again Dylan is like I want you to apologize and he doesn't. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in that moment, like that is a good tactic, mm-hmm. I think for mm-hmm. for specific situations like you know it's it's not going to resolve everything and it's if you don't have the right relationship it's a weird way to kind of approach talking to a child but like Mm -hmm. to to like an emotionally intelligent person to be able to be like okay let's talk can we can Mm -hmm. we look at each other in a realistic way and Mm -hmm. talk through what we need from the other person yeah i mean yeah whenever i talk about my parents i always feel guilt um Mm. that or or a little bit of shame you know because they were you know, they moved here. Like my dad was my age when he moved to America. So he was 33 or 32 yeah. with a seven-year-old child yeah. and a wife and no job, no language of, you know, like no money. I don't know. It makes me emotional. Like I feel like they were really doing the best they could and they did yeah. amazing. I mean, that's, it's a class. I mean like that, not to you know put you in a box but like that is a very common like mm-hmm. you know first gen experience of like mm-hmm. your parents did so much and went went through so much for the sake of like the family for you mm-hmm. it's like how can you you can't live up to that Mm-mm. it's your 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 struggles are so different mm-hmm. you'll never you'll never have a comparable experience mm-hmm even just like the era that we're in now, like what would that have been? The eighties, nineties, nineties, mid nineties. Yeah. I've lost all 
track of time. Of course, th- yeah, 30 years. I'm so used to thinking, oh, 30 years ago, the 80s. That's not mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like even even the idea of like going through that in the 90s is so much different than going through that in the 2020s. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't, I can't relate to this. I mean, it's it's a paradox because, and it's it's the it's the sort of core paradox of our our you know my childhood was they mm-hmm. gave me this gift of not being able to understand them you know like mm. the gift was that we cannot understand each other on like a basic level right. and that sucks and is like amazing you know at the same time <laughs> right because um, you'll never because of what they did you'll never have to do that and I think it's I think it's probably always that way with kids. Yeah. But it just like was, you know, times 10 with them because it was not just a generational gap, but a language gap, a culture gap, everything. Fuck. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I mean, when is the when is the baby due? April. So we're about to enter, yeah. I think, tomorrow, the third trimester. Fuck. Muzzle you want to hear something crazy? Always. Um, our OBGYN, the woman delivering the baby, is her name's Dr. Sophia. And Lauren had been seeing her for a while. Mm-hmm. And then only recently, we knew that she had like a Russian accent. But recently we found out that she is, was born and raised in the same town in Ukraine that I was born in. Holy shit. Yeah, Odessa. That's fucking, that's fate. That's wild. I know. Isn't that crazy? I love shit like that. That, those like tiny weird blips. That's so wonderful. So crazy. Like she was a refugee. We both were refugees who came here in the mid nineties you know, because we were Jewish. Like, right. Like, the same fucking town? Are you kidding me? Like, that's crazy. Imagine if it was the same year that you emigrated. Yeah. I don't know if it was. I need to, I, I, I don't think so, because I think we talked about that. I think she was a couple of years later. Um, that's wild. That's wild. Truly, truly wild. Can I ask if you've hit on a name yet or if you have ideas? We have a few ideas. Um, so any any that you're comfortable sharing, I don't want to. Yeah, like... yeah, I'm I'm fine sharing them. Okay. Um, Lauren's so Lauren's last name is Wilde, W I L D E or Wild, and we decided the kid. She kept her name, mm-hmm. but the kid is gonna have my last name, Debranco, and so one name that we've been thinking that's one of the top choices is Wilder. Hmm. So to like really keep her last name yeah. in there, it's a pretty dope name, you know, Wilder. I've uh, yeah. So that's a top choice. Finn is another one that we really like. I've always yeah, I really like the name Finn. Yeah, it's just like it's gentle. Wilder is really mm-hmm. like aggressive or like um, yeah. consonant heavy. The D is so strong. Yeah, and Finn is like a really like gentle. Finn is gentle and also like Wilder has the only like pop culture kind of reference is like Van Wilder, you know, like I can't really think of anything else. I thought of that. 
but Finn has so many like you know if there's Finn from Adventure Time there's Finn from Star mm-hmm. Wars like there's all mm-hmm. of these like cool little heroes mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. that are Finn yeah and I've always been like I, I've always thought Finn was a cool name hmm another one is um Charlie or mm. Benny 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 DeBranco is like Benny DeBranco sounds... sounds like a fucking uh <laughs> Sopranos character totally like totally. here's Benny there's Benny DeBranco come here Benny uh, I don't know Benny Benny also feels it's it feels like such like a lad's name like a like a British mm. lad like oh hey Benny mm-hmm mm-hmm that it's like yeah. Benny and Gavin is such a is such a British lad <laughs> yeah oi Gav yeah. <laughs> oi I sp- it's Benny Gavin Ollie these are the lads <laughs> Oh, you you named him just Bloke. Mm -hmm. It's my Bloke DeBranco. I've also joked about naming him Robert, (laughs) just to really kind of fuck things up. Yeah, that that was hard. Um, my my dog back in Montreal with my parents. His name is Zeus, and my mom would always call us by each other's names. She'd be Mm. like, she'd be like, oh, it's time to let Zach out. I'd be like, what? (laughs) <laughs> like oh sorry <laughs> or like she she'd be like zeus can you help me with dinner i'd be like excuse me <laughs> um but like just like the z names would just like mm-hmm. roll out interchangeably mm-hmm. another one that we probably won't do but it's mm-hmm. like on the table is sasha because that's mm. my real name oh so shit. like sasha's my like that's what my parents call me uh, and like a few really really good friends that I've known for a while call me Sasha or Sash. What 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 brought you to Alex? That's what they changed it to when we got here. Like the immigration mm-hmm. people were like, "You're Alexander now," and we were Whoa. like, "Whatever you fucking say, dude. Let us into the country, please." Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha. I mean, that's a really that's a like a. a I cute love name. that name. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it'd be weird for my parents to have me, Sasha, and then another littler Sasha. Just call him Junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is Junior, Sasha Junior. <laughs> that's such a weird Junior, Sasha <laughs> Junior. Like that's usually like an Italian thing. I feel like Junior. Yeah. 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 Sasha Junior. <laughs> Have you considered, I mean, you know, we got a bunch of inspo now from the 2011 film we wanted to. Have you considered Spar? I haven't, but I will now. Buster. That's another good one. I'm just trying to think of, because, you know, there's Benjamin, but you already said Benny. Mm-hmm. Dylan. Eh. Dylan. 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 Eh. Dylan eh. One of my best friends is named Dylan. I'm sorry, Dylan. Um, Duncan. Duncan's kind of cool. I think that's popped up. It's that double D thing. Duncan DeBranco. Right, Duncan DeBranco. Yeah, double D. Hey, double D. I've I've floated Donald, you know. Ugh. For the president. Yeah, for, for, our, for, for our for our US president. I'm saluting. You can't see. Well, this episode's definitely going to come out, you know, post inauguration. So True, true. Um for the or, former president. Or post coup. We don't know. He might be right. he might still be in there. Um, right, right, right. Only time will tell. We're this is we're recording this in a time capsule of like <laughs> pre, post first coup, pre inauguration. We don't know what's going to happen. This is a really unique time. It's a yeah. really special time. These these fourteen days between 
the coup and the inauguration. Um, fuck, I just had a thought. I don't remember. Oh, in terms of naming, my parents did a really interesting thing. I don't know if you've been thinking about this, but they would, when they were trying to figure out my name, they would try to think about all the ways a kindergartner would get made fun of. Yes, yes. 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 Of, of being, of like, what mean things can a group of shitty kids call yes. our son if we name mm-hmm. him, you know, Billy or whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it rhyme with? What is mm-hmm. it like? What what could a real shithead do with this name? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's been thinking about that more. Yeah. Um, but what would that be for Finn? Like, Finn... Finn, I oof. Finn is a good one. Finn, I think Finn's you can get strong. A, yeah, Finn is like a good contender. Um, Wilder would be like Willie, like some Wilder Willie. You call there's a lot of like pop culture things with the word wild in it that they could like call of the mm-hmm. Wilder or like wild um, child. wet wet and wilder. Mm, that's um, good. Wet and wilder. Yeah, wet and wilder. <laughs> wilder. I hardly know her. Um. <laughs> shit like that i'm still trying to think of ways you can really fuck with finn mm-hmm. what is what is finn win sin sin finn finner the sinner yeah finner that'll get sin. him <laughs> he's that'll, really yeah <laughs> that'll really fuck him up man <laughs> finn the finn the chin if he becomes a boxer finn's oh. i feels pretty bulletproof finn finn to me is is powerful finn debranco mm. that to me is is strong wow but I'd also, but I think, you know, I don't want to shit on Wilder. I think that's a beautiful name. It is. It could be a good middle name too. Or like, we've we've been thinking about other, we want to name them, have the middle name be connected to my grandma, mm. Emma, who passed away. Um, so we've been thinking like Emmett or, mm. you know, something like that. Yeah. I, I'm, my middle name is, is after my great Nana who I never met, mm. but her name was Bessie Baker. So they gave me a, a B middle name. Mm, what is it? Like Baxter. Baxter. That's yeah. a good. That's a good name. Strong. That's a strong name. Mm-hmm. It was. They were like on the fence about whether that was going to be my first name, and I'm glad that it's not. Baxter is yeah. a crazy first name. Yeah. We really got on a tangent here. <laughs> that's two- fun. I, yeah. I've, I've enjoyed the tangent. I've I've enjoyed all it, of this. It's easier talking about that than like the kind of parent I'm going to be. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, because I just like it's. It makes me fucking nervous, man. Really yeah. nervous. There's, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, you know, I'm, you can write a million books about this shit, but like every situation is unique and different, and there's no roadmap to like mm-hmm. the right way to raise your kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you feeling? <laughs> good, good, good. A little, just like I don't know. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be. I've been describing it as like, it's like the acid trip that never ends. You know, that's yeah. kind of how it feels like it's gonna be, which is a dream. Like that's what I've, that's what I've always wanted is like an acid trip that doesn't <laughs> end. Like that's really been my whole. Oh, that's what you gotta yeah. do. Is you gotta fucking do drugs with your kid. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. Like I want to do some acid with him when he's older. Oh yeah, when he's oh for sure when he's older, <laughs> but also maybe younger. Also maybe younger. <laughs> when he pops out, you're like, yeah, right, microdose. <laughs> I mean, they say that like kids are always sort of living in a state of tripping. 
Mm. You know, that's sort of like, have you read that book, How to Change Your Mind? No. The Michael Pollan one? Nah. It's, you're not into it? <laughs> I've never read a book in my life. Oh, okay. No, that's not true. I But I have not read a book in years. That's, really? That's not true. That is, <laughs> when was the last time I read a book? I'm trying to think. To that, probably for school, 2018. 2017, okay. maybe, is the last Got time it. I read a book. That's not good. Got That's it. not good. That's not a good thing. Anyway, talk it's uh, fine. how to how to change your life. How to change your mind. It's all about um uh, psychedelics and you know that they describe the like psychedelic experience as very similar to the experience of like a child, you know, like an infant who hmm. does not have um the ability to sort of they're just purely in like experience, taking things in mode. There's no like filter or um anxiety or like fear it's just purely like perception based you know right and their sense of time is all fucked up too totally they don't really have one yeah because every, they don't really is... for a while they don't even have like a sense of self you know it's like yeah the, the 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 there's a porous boundary between them and the world like it's all just sort of and that's what like acid does too it like sort of removes the ego and you're just like oh shit Look at all this. <laughs> I mean, I've never done acid, so I. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't remember what it's like to be an infant. So maybe I need to just like drop some acid and get back to it. Yeah, yeah. It'd probably, probably take me out of like the current state of anxiety that I'm always in. Might be good. It really does. It, 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 um, it kind of acts as like a reset for me. Mm. You know what I should it, do? I should, I should record an episode of this podcast while I'm high as shit. Maybe that's there you the go. Move. Yeah, there you go. But. Fuck, man. Fuck, dude. How do we get on talking about drugs? All right, do drugs with your kid. Right. Yeah. Shit. What else is there to say? What are you, what, I don't are, know. what are your closing thoughts about the 2011 film we bought a zoo? I think my thoughts are that it's it's cool to know, it's cool to see how um how different a movie can be based on kind of where you're at. Mm. That's a really nice thought to like to know, to remember. And I thought it was a good a good movie. It it opened me up, you know, made me got me all emotional. And it got me excited about having kids even more and terrified. And have both you, of those things are true. Have you really have you reconciled with Lauren yet about the fact that you've come around on this movie? Not fully. I think I'm going to need to do that tonight. Okay. And maybe I just need to maybe this could be a real like, you know, new chapter of like me watching more stuff that she wants. Yeah. Yeah. Open yourself up. Watch Suicide Squad tonight. Yeah. 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 Movie yeah. night. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for coming on this wild and weird episode of We Pot a Zoo. Thank um, you, man. This was fun. <laughs> this was, yeah, this got like a lot deeper and heavier than I thought it would. And I, I've, uh oh. Is loved... that bad? No, I've loved talking to you. This has been like, great this has been cool i mean i i hope people have enjoyed listening to it it's been like this is this is probably the the most real conversation about life stuff that this podcast has gotten which is great oh good well that's good i mean that's i love to do that and i've learned a lot about you which is which is always wonderful for for a friend that you don't know too much about so yeah i feel close cool, i feel man. i feel closer to you um, ditto ditto come back come to uh come to new york come hang out come vibe okay i will i'd okay. like that i'll bring my kid 
hell yeah see you in 2025 or whenever it's safe to travel across the country yeah yeah uh do you have anything to plug yeah well my twitter i'm making lots of sweet vids some of which you're editing so hell yeah they're so fucking funny you yeah that's the thing that we didn't that we didn't uh say up top about about alex's twitter is that it's fucking funny hey thank you thank you so i've been doing a lot of those videos i my twitter handle is debranks with a z i don't know how they'll figure that out but they will i'll um, i'll link it in the episode description okay and the other thing is a, a series i made called distance the series which is a, a series about a couple in a long distance relationship um that i'm really proud of so you guys can check that out distance the hell yeah thank you so much for coming on the show thank dude, you thank to... you thank you hey thank you no dude thank you bro bro brother <laughs> king it's weird okay. to call people kings not in text yeah i've i've said it i've said it to my dad i've been like all right king uh this has been fun <laughs> <laughs> that's what we, that's what you should call it maybe that's a good uh nickname for your kid okay king or name this king is my son. king, king DeBranco. DeBranco. fuck <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right hey i've got to do the i gotta do all the outro stuff okay um thank you to my king rt coberl for the intro and outro music uh, and my queen, Sydney Gish, for her vocals on the intro. You can find links to their work on our Twitter, which is at WePodAzoo. Uh, special thanks to my friend Dylan, also a queen, at AdultHumanBitch on Twitter for the name WePodAzoo in the first place. Um, if you feel so inclined, you can go to DartmoorZoo.org.uk. That's the website for the zoo that the film is based on. They are currently experiencing, experiencing financial difficulties due to COVID, so... Uh, they're accepting donations if you feel so inclined, if you have the means. Um, what else? Uh, you can follow me at Zach Silberberg on Twitter and Instagram. And I think that's going to... Oh, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz, Apple podcasts and shit. But uh, Alex, why... <sighs> oh, geez. Why did you come on this freaking show? Why not? See you next time. Did I do a good why not? There's a movie called We Bought a Zoo Guess what happens? There's a zoo for sale and it gets bought By Matt Damon A grieving single father in Search of closure Hoping to find it in a tiger or a bear enclosure We bought a zoo It's a film by Cameron Crowe We bought a zoo Buy it now so you can go home and enjoy it with your friends and family. We bought a zoo. I'll buy a zoo.